welcome to another episode of the Red Arrow Health and Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Marco, with your my lovely co-host. Jessica. How's it going, Jessica? Going well. How are you, Marco? I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, it's I been bet a you long are. week. Yeah. Kind of like that Instagram post that we put up. Hanging in there, like you, hanging off a zip line. Yeah, we went zip lining. It was so much fun and it was scary. But it didn't crash into the earth, so that was good. Only minorly grazed a tree. They might need to trim those a little bit if they have somebody about my height. <laughs> Just enough to know that, yes, wilderness is there. Go zipping on by. That's funny. I didn't remember grazing a tree. When I'm taller it, than you. That's a good point. You are it taller is. than me. I'm also heavier than you, so I was probably sagging on the zip line a little bit. Maybe. Maybe. But I'm definitely taller than you. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been an interesting week. We had the election this week. We did. Apparently, we still have the election we going on. Yes. We had Halloween since our last podcast. Yeah, with indoor trick-or-treating. We had regionals. Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Halloween in the time of COVID, indoors. Again. Last year, we were indoors due to a giant windstorm. Well, it was cold, too. Yeah, it was so cold. Um, but also, the wind that was, would that have was literally the blown kid number four down the street. And probably three and possibly two. Yeah. I mean, that was improvising because it was blowing away my cross-country runners, and I frantically came home. And it's like, what are we going to do? We can't take them out in this mess. And just, okay, here are the leftover Halloween decorations we didn't put up. Quick, everybody go find a bedroom door or a door to an office or a door, you know, to the library or something. Mm-hmm. Go decorate a door. Here's the bowl of candy. We'll pass it around and each of you take a turn hosting and the other ones will go and knock on the door. Mm-hmm. Worked great. It did. Little did we know that it was the dress rehearsal for 2020. <laughs> but that's what we did. And they were all excited about it. Like other people are like, well, you know, we're we're having a select number of people over and you can come over and trick or treat here. It's like, honestly... We got a plan. And it worked out well timing-wise, too, because by the time I got home from regionals, mm-hmm. and then we straightened up the kitchen, and we carved the pumpkins along with kids losing attention span and running off. And, I'm and talking kids about, who didn't want to touch the pumpkin guts. But that would be the same kid. It would be oh, kid right. four. Kid number uh, four Who, like, yeah, didn't want to touch the guts or wanted to go off and do something else. And by the time we finished the pumpkins, then it was time to put on costumes and trick-or-treat. And that, honestly, trick-or-treating was done at that time if we had done the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So it all worked out. It they did. got to stay up late. They got to watch movies. It was just us as a family. And we hadn't seen much of us each other all week, mm-hmm. kind of like this week. So it, it was it was nice. It was nice. And it's not often during 2020 you can say something was nice. <laughs> That's true, because this year has been a dumpster fire. What did you think of the designs on the pumpkins? Oh, I thought... <laughs> well, kid number four, she specked it out. I did a lot of sketching based on her critiques, mm-hmm. a lot of redraws, and then did the carving for her. Yep, and her. She, had, she had squares, square everything, square eye, square nose. I think you Big smiley of, face, though. Yeah. She wanted a big smile. Like the smile stretched across the pumpkin. Yeah. And she said, no eyebrows. No, no eyebrows. <laughs> okay. Yep. And kid number three picked a boo ghost from Mario. Yeah, Super Mario's. Mm-hmm. The, With uh, the, the tongue ghost. sticking out. It was really funny. Um, and that one actually turned out really well. I was shocked that it looked as good as Took it did. Took a few rounds with the little stencil thing where you poke the little holes and then cut along it. Because at first he's like, oh, I just draw a line in this black area somewhere. Like, no, no, no. You have to do the whole perimeter, mm-hmm. the whole outside. Oh, this is gonna take forever. Well, well that, that it was yes. taking him forever because he thought he had to poke the little 
the poker all the way through the pumpkin for each and every hole. And That's we're like, a lot no, of finger no, no. strength. You're just like making a little dent in the pumpkin. So you have something to trace with oh, the knife. Oh, he was succeeding, but his hands were hurting. I know. And that's why he was so upset about it. And then there was kid number one who now we've got the teenager in middle school who wanted it all under her phone and chatting and everything. He wanted to do a poop emoji. So she also created a stencil and did a poop emoji. Mm-hmm. On her pumpkin. And it actually turned out, looked great. It looks exactly like a poop emoji. Yes, it does. It's impressive. And that left us with kid number two, who was stuck on a design, wasn't sure what he wanted to do, kind of wanted to do something Mario, wasn't quite sure, and then his older sister did a poop emoji. So how do you counter a poop emoji? With a plunger. Yeah, with a plunger that he drew. (laughs) He drew it on the pumpkin with a Sharpie. He cut it out himself. Mm Mm-hmm. And it is a beautiful plunger that looks like a dildo. It looks exactly like a dildo. Everybody that we sent the picture said, why do you have a dildo like, on well, a Well, naturally, it's a, it's a plunger. They're like, yeah, that wasn't in the top five guesses. Nope. Not even close. And, well, and even somebody I showed it to and like, look, kid number two was inspired by his sister who did the poop emoji. And they're like, eggplant? <laughs> <laughs> always an adventure a lot of fun kids are great yeah everybody should have a whole pile of kids <laughs> and then you too can have dildos on pumpkins oh moving on from dildos on pumpkins <laughs> actually that kind of could we could really do a segue to the election that is never ending oh if there was ever a reason to want to have a drink it's the election that's For never ending. sure ed- yep Someday they're going to finish counting the votes, and then we'll know. I think Nevada has uh, stopped to take some drinks. It's taken them forever. Maybe they went gambling. Maybe. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of entertainment going on. There is. Yeah. Well, we'll we're not going to get into the politics of it. Just making fun of them for taking so long to count. Yep. Nevada's taking a long time. Georgia's taking a long time. It wasn't like Michigan was super fast about it. Well, it's clearly faster than these three states. Pennsylvania is also taking a very Are you long shocked time. that somebody in the South was going slow? I mean, talk about stereotypes. Hmm. Although all their Southern brethren, their neighbors in the states got it done. I mean, even Alabama and Mississippi know how to count faster than Georgia at this point. I don't really understand why it's taking so long. Aren't they just feeding the papers into a machine and the machine is counting them for them? I don't know. I don't know either. I'm trying like taking freaking days. There's so much nonsense on there that I've like actually backed away from yeah. the ins and outs of it. I'm like that, and I can't stand to keep looking at the map and waiting for something to happen. And hours I'm go by. Afraid if we keep happens. watching this because they are showing things inside the counting centers, and it's like great. You can see the observers, the challengers from both parties are there. Everyone's walking around. Cool. If I see that dude from the 2000 election holding up and staring at a hanging Chad, I'm gonna lose my mind. It's like with really we haven't learned anything in 20 years of this. So apparently now the not now hanging chads are not going to be an issue. The using the sharpies and how it has affected the ballots is going to be an issue. That's what I heard today. I will say when I came time to vote, I filled in every speck of that circle without Me going too. outside the line. It was That's so, what I did. My kindergarten teacher would have been so proud of me. Well, because I saw the Sharpie and I said, oh, no, these probably this is going to soak through to the other side. So I'm going to do it as gently as I can. But I am going to fill in this entire bubble. First, I traced around the bubble and then I filled it in. Um, Luckily, the way want- mine was lined up, <laughs> which I assume yours was, too, even though it did bleed through. 
because uh, yeah. I wasn't worried about. It. I made it dark on all, oh. all of them. Mine was dark, and I'm not even making like some presidential political statement here. All of them, whether you were the like drain commissioner who was running unopposed, I made Same. it dark. It bled through on the other side, but it was on the names of the people, not actually where the little circles were on the mm-hmm. other side, so it shouldn't goof it up. I don't know. When I fed mine into the machine, it went doo doo at the end, so I know that like it worked. Oh, you got my sticker. I got my sticker too. My sticker was different than your sticker. It was. Yours I was had much a nicer. State of Michigan. I just had a flag that said I voted. You got a state of Michigan mm-hmm. coated in a flag, and it was yeah, prettier. it was pretty. And then we got to go home, and we had some special beverages that night. We had not a king rye from Journeyman Distillery, mm-hmm. which is based on a George Washington recipe. And then we also had this special election day uh, straight rye whiskey that they had put out, which they distilled and put it in the barrels to age four years ago on election day. And then now it's time to drink it. And so we cracked those open after the kids went to bed. Yeah, we did. And waited for the results to start coming in, kind of. We got to see a lot of the uh, local stuff. Did we? I don't really remember. Yeah, I was getting, it was trending a certain way. We mm. finally gave up and went to bed. It's like, all right, well, we know this is not going to be done tonight. Yeah. Oh, but but let's not get lost on the election. (laughs) Okay. Today, we're recording this, and it's also state finals eve. State finals for cross country. That's exciting. So we, in the last episode, we talked about how, uh, at the beginning, well, about to go to regionals. We didn't know how it was going to go. Well, it went. Mm -hmm. Kids did great. Awesome. The boys were up first. We were projected to be fourth, but we went out there and we beat, well, we beat Goebbels, Michigan. Awesome. The Goebbels High School, which was the one that had beaten us by one point at the Mm pre-regional. We beat them. We took third place, uh, beating the projections of multiple ranking sites, and all the boys get to go to state. That's amazing. In addition, two of my boys were in the top 15, which makes them all region. They take home medals. It wasn't the two I was expecting. It was not my number one and number two runner. Well, okay. A kid that really? was, yeah. One of my kids Weird. that was like, I think he was number five or six at the beginning of the season, beat out my number two runner by just a hair. We have some great photos of them racing down because it ended on a, on the track. He came down the front straightaway. Cool. Right on the track, beat him out. He got the last medal and his teammate didn't. And all I could think was, because one slacks off a little bit in practice and the other one's been working hard all season and the hard worker beat him out on the track. I'm like, this is like a perfect story how it's supposed to go. Like, never does it actually work like this. <laughs> but it went really well. So they all qualified. Uh, the girls ran. They were, there was a lot of projections. It was a very close bunch going for that third spot to state. So they were in the running, but on the various uh, projection sites and even the mock meet I had done, I had them at sixth. So mm-hmm. did everybody else. Had them in sixth place. They ran extremely well. They ended up in fourth. That's great. Six points away from third place. Maybe next year. That's maybe next year. Uh, great group of young ladies. Although my number one runner, who was also on episode, what was it, 23, where we previewed the season before we got shut down and then missed half the season and then suddenly came back, which kind of makes this whole thing amazing mm-hmm. that these kids... Had their season shut down, a bunch of them just were so depressed they gave up running or practicing or even occasionally go out for a jog, but they weren't training. And suddenly in half a season, we had to compress everything and go. The number one runner uh, qualified as an individual, so she's running as well. So I have all my boys. I have the top girl, and we're going to state tomorrow. Uh, Usually we stay in a hotel overnight because our division runs 
pretty much the crack of dawn. Mm -hmm. This year, it's all different. We're running in the afternoon. I canceled the hotel rooms, and all right, we're going to drive up or, or drive over. Actually, it's straight over for us. Yeah. It's a couple hour drive. Um, it'll be fine. And it's going to be bizarre because usually I was going through the photos from all my other previous trips to state and like I'm bundled up. We're freezing. Mm -hmm. We've taken the kids. They're bundled up. Yep. Uh, what was it? One year kid four. She went and she spent most of the time in the car. She did. It was freezing. Yeah, it's the only it's gonna, way you could keep her warm enough. It's supposed to be about 68 to 70 degrees when it's the kids run. It's going to be nice. Yeah, it's going to be nice. It's going to be... <laughs> so it was cold and rainy and wet for the pre-regional. Mm -hmm. It was snowflakes going and frigid and right around the freezing mark for the regional. Mm -hmm. And now it's going to be balmy and about 70. It's going to be amazing. I'm sunny. super excited to go to state this year with you. So much fun. Oh, you get to go for sushi too. That's the best part I about know. going to the state finals is going to Aka to have sushi. It's so delicious. It's wonderfully, wonderfully amazing. It's all hand rolled and it's fresh and it's just, they have wonderful combinations and I love it. And I look forward to it every single well, year. We'll talk about it next week. Uh, okay, fine. All right. But for now, we've got a fun episode ahead of us because we did the kind of techie app episode. Mm -hmm. And then we did kind of the heavy hitting, for at least at us, for us, it was it really pulled on us and our heartstrings because we talked about our family's journey with autism last week, mm -hmm. which isn't exactly a lighthearted topic. It's not. Uh, so this week, we wanted to lighten it up. It's been quite a week. We've had, I mean, with the first three meals of the week, dinners of the week, were meals that uh, the kids and I and you ate in the parking lot of the hockey rink where we all kind of converged where you're coming home from work, I'm leaving cross-country practice, the kids have to be on the ice for hockey, we don't have time to go home, kids are rotating in and out, so we're out there in the parking lot, and I actually have some pictures of us. Like one night we had meatball subs, another night we had Those fast so food, good. another night we had salads that I had pre-made. Also good. And just sitting on benches and in chairs. And as the week went on, it actually got warmer, so it was more comfortable. At the beginning of the week, it was miserable because it was 48 degrees, and we're sitting on yeah. basically the tailgate of my car. Mm -hmm. We made it work. We survived a week. If there was ever a time to need a drink, it's now. <laughs> so this episode is going to be a follow-up to just a... Actually, it wasn't that long ago we did Taking Flight, which was an episode where we did... A tasting of a bourbon flight and then we did a tasting of low carb seltzers and in between we asked each other a lot of questions so this is taking flight round two and i'm thinking this one's going to be the ccr ccr cross country covid and ride uh, but before we get into that what are you drinking at the moment jessica water yeah i'm having water too because we're gonna have plenty <laughs> of booze coming up before we get going, yes, is this episode appropriate for your runners? Oh, hell no. <laughs> Just like the last time we did Taking Flight, yeah. this is not an appropriate one for my runners. So no if you are one of my you. runners listening, and I don't think they are, mm -mm. we actually had a, uh, a fun run this week where they had to run from checkpoint to checkpoint, answer a bunch of questions about the team and the season, and then they got their next checkpoint. And they had to go, and which is great because I can stay at the high school for that one. And as they hit the checkpoints, it's a Google form. And so it pops up on my phone. Mm -hmm. Do a nice spreadsheet. I can score them. They earn points by correct answers and getting to the checkpoints and for speed. 
And I can track their progress around town as they go and they scan these little QR codes as they go along. Mm -hmm. There was a question about the podcast and who was on it in the episode 23. And I have the team got it wrong. So that tells me (laughs) if there was ever an episode they would (laughs) listen to, it would be the one with their teammates on it. So I know at least half the team doesn't listen. I don't think the other half listens very well. But if they are listening in, this is not the episode for you. Nope. The episode you should listen to is episode 23 with your teammates. Episode 22, which had power snacks for runners. Mm-hmm. They weren't low carb, but they were nut-free ones. There's a lot of other episodes that would be great for them. But this episode... Not so much. Hand it over to your parents or at least forward it to them. They'll get a kick out of it. I know several of the parents after this season could use a rye whiskey or maybe a bourbon in our other episode. Glass of or red an, wine, bottle of red wine. An autumn cocktail, summer cocktails. We've done all ones on those. Or maybe coming up another round of seltzers. 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 We'll find out. Mm-hmm. But for now, let's go forward, Jess, all without right. my runners listening. For sure. Well, with our waters... To the week that was, to the day that's going to be crazy. Cheers. And sushi. And sushi. All right, Jessica, you ready? Ready. All right. We've got five rye whiskeys that we're going to do tonight. Oh, boy. These are not super high-end ones, hard to find, with the exception of one. Because I was only going to do four rye whiskeys, but I so much enjoyed... The Election Day Straight Rye, which is a limited it's release. really good. That they only do and they, right at Election Day. They'll do another batch, I guess, four years from now at the next Election Day. Uh, none of these whiskeys and none of these distilleries sponsor us at all. None nope. of them even gave a comp us or gave us free ones to plug their stuff. Nope. Just went and got it. Uh, if you listen to our podcast, you know I like German Distillery. The other ones, I was at the store. I'm trying to pick out moderately priced ones. Uh, nothing like not the gut rock stuff or bottom shelf horrible stuff that are just awful. Something that's good, it's tasty, not overly uh, expensive, mm-hmm. kind of middle of the road, and we'll see how they fare. And honestly, with the uh, so obviously the election day we hadn't had before until election day. Yeah, and then we're gonna lead off with that, and then the other four uh, I'd had one. Mm-hmm. Which you, one? Well, I'll get to it. <laughs> okay. It's usually what I use to make my uh, my old fashioned. Oh, that one. I don't usually have it straight like we're going to be doing for our tasting. Hmm. Everything's neat. They're all half ounce pours that I That's measured good. out. Good. And then we do, oh, after that, we're going to have uh, some hard seltzers again. Different ones this time. Sound good? Sounds awesome. All right. First up is the Election Day Straight Rye from Sweet. Journeyman Distillery in Three Oaks, Michigan. As we've said repeatedly, this one was uh, aged four years since the uh, since the 2016. Yeah, since the 2016 election. This is batch two, and specifically, I have bottle 599 of 1500. That was it for the release. Yes, it is USDA organic. It is Moshe certified organic. It's kosher organic. Of course, so are there other whiskeys too. Good. Yeah. So, Jessica, take a sip. All right. Oh, and it's also 80 proof. But they did release a barrel proof one that I didn't get a chance to run down and go get. What are you thinking, sweetie? I like this one a lot. It's really smooth. It's not, it doesn't have that sharp, bitey flavor that a lot of ryes have. 
doesn't it doesn't have the burn. It does not have the burn. It's just it's really smooth. It's kind of mellow. Hey, if Bernie Sanders it was in the final election, <laughs> should we have gotten a Bernie like a, a, a feel the burn whiskey? A whiskey that really made us feel the burn. No, that sounds painful, but funny. Yeah. <laughs> what notes are you getting? Yeah, I you're not doing the note thing i'm sorry i'm not but what notes are you getting because i know that you have thoughts on that i definitely am getting the usual because it was asian oak barrels i'm getting that vanilla almost buttery you do get the 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 spiciness of the rye almost like a little bit of peppery with it too but not over the top because it's really mellowed over the last four years it's really good i would sit and drink this often if it was available, if it often. was available often, I really would keep this in constant rotation. But it's not. You so know what we're else gonna be makes very this one special, though? What? Oh, I put my I voted oh. sticker on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, my throat is nice and warm now. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Well, as that settles, what should we talk about? You're right there. No. <laughs> did you do that last? you're supposed to sip it did you do the last part just if i'm going it? to just sip this we are going to be here forever ever all right forever. well while you Even let that, that settle mm-hmm. what questions do you want to yeah. lead off with so you already sort of talked about how regionals went but how did the week leading up to it go was there any drama oh my god <laughs> drama was mama? there drama i mean this is 2020 of course there was drama Oh, tell. oh, yes. We had a tune-up race. What's had, a tune-up race? It, it was a... Usually we do it as a scrimmage, us and another school. Uh, they've been referred to several times on this podcast. Uh, one of the runners who was on episode 23 referred to them as frenemies. We consider them friends. We love to beat them, though. We love to beat them. That's funny, don't we all? But they feel the same way. They exactly. love They love to beat us, but they are also... We're, we're friends at the end. Uh, so we do this annual meet and we've done different versions of it. We've started like one time I started blasting, you know, Foo Fighters. Uh, and just to get the kids to go, I'm like, when the music kicks in, you go. And it was monkey wrench. And so I had speakers set up behind the kids and it was Bluetooth to my phone and I hit play. And when the music went, they took off with giant grins on their face. Nice. The whole point is to get the kids to train. And we do it at the beginning of the week leading up to regionals just to practice. We pick a course that's similar to our regional course. We also like to bring up the middle schoolers who have worked really, really hard, the 7th and 8th graders. It's like, you know what? Go run a 5K as a scrimmage against the high schoolers and just mix it up. And for those who aren't advancing, it's uh, it's one you know one last meet to try to get a personal record or PR. Awesome. This year, because of COVID, you're not allowed to have any scrimmages. So luckily, the other coach is a certified um, official. Mm-hmm. And the kids get a kick out of it because they love it when he officiates because most of these starters have these tiny little starting pistols that are just so weak. And it's like, pew, pop. <laughs> yeah, this thing sounds like a howitzer. It's just a giant cannon. Like, boom. <laughs> Had to lean back for that so I didn't pop the mic. Hmm. Uh, and we went, we ran, we did it. Uh, it was, uh, there was some controversy, of course, like, uh few of my runners are also on the basketball team and they had gone to a basketball workout and several people mm-hmm. involved who were concerned parents coaches type people everyone had talked to the basketball coach and said and talked to the runners take it easy you don't you're run cross country you don't need physical conditioning and leg workouts just work on shooting motion 
and just shoot. Sure. Basketball coach didn't listen, didn't respect the runners when they said, no, no, I have instructions not to do this. Stepped on the fall sport that was still in progress. And one of my runners pulls a glute. Lovely. Yeah. Thanks. You know, your season was pretty much in the toilet last year, but thanks for messing up mine right at the end. Right when it counts. Yeah. It's not going to help. Honestly, that's not going to help you either. So that was a little bit of drama. And in addition to that, one of my run, one of my boys was sitting at a lunch table with a kid, because they have assigned seats, with a kid who later tested positive. So by close contact, he must go quarantine. That sucks. So we spent the week. And I've got eight boys. So my reserve runner is just all the press because we qualified out of pre-regionals. We're prepping for regionals. He's like, he didn't get to run at pre-regionals. He's like, oh. I'm like, look, keep the faith. Mm-hmm. You know, if anything happens to anybody, they roll an ankle, they run into contact with somebody with COVID, they're ineligible, they have rules infraction, you're in. So trying to boost him up, well, sure enough, one of the runners comes in contact with somebody with Rona, and he's out. Yep. And so then we're going back and forth. When was the last contact with the kid with Rona? How long does he have to quarantine? Back and forth. Apparently, the health department at one point, it, the last contact was like on a Friday and they started the count from Monday. That doesn't make It's any like, sense. no, no, no. They weren't in contact with each other over the weekend. You got to include those because it was a matter of whether he was good to go the day before regionals mm-hmm. or the Monday after. Hmm. So there's some back and forth on that. And I'm, of course, I'm there going, what if he gets a negative COVID test? What if he gets two negative? They're like, no, nope. It's the number of days. Like, oh, well, then count it correctly. But I can't do much because I'm just the coach. It was mainly the parents going back with a it was a three way conversation between the school, the parents, and the health department. Mm. That was it was he's in, he's out, he may be in, he might not be out, jerking around the kids, he's and they're really... just like, oh. And I'm sending like homework or something. He's like, you've got to keep running because when he first told me, he's like basically like, I'm out for the season. I won't be able to run at regionals, which mm-hmm. means I can't advance to state. And without, and he wasn't saying it, but I think he knew. Without him, I don't think the team would have advanced and beaten Goebbels to go on. He might be correct about that. He, he might very much was probably correct about that. So I yes. love your boys' team, but I do know the runners and their times, and I, I feel like he is correct in that statement. So we could say a little bit of drama leading up. Uh, the other part was with the girl with the pole glute, who's one of my better girls. I was going to have her dial it back a little bit. Well, I had her dial it all the way back to run with another runner who was having struggling with confidence issues mm-hmm. and said, okay, you run with her the whole time. You run about half a step ahead of her the whole time, and you push her to go. Sure enough, we got a season best time out of her. Awesome. Yeah. Still That's not great. back at her PR. No, but And she's still. one where when the season got canceled, she was very sad. And she had been running all summer, training all summer. And she just dropped back to just occasionally jogging. Mm-hmm. And lost a lot of the gains in that first half of the season. And has been fighting to get them back. And has been improving. And she's in the neighborhood of her PR. But uh, was just so frustrated with herself. So that race helped. Uh, there was a little bit of drama, though, taking a, a better runner and telling her, you have to dial it back. But it also was a rehab assignment for her butt because she was the one with the full glute. Yeah. And it happens. It all worked out well. Good. So that was that was a week. And long story short, the they finally did uh, with the, the runner who was quarantined. He got cleared. He got to come to practice the day before. And there we were on Halloween running the regional. He was there. And he 
he's one of the ones who medaled and of course the whole boys team qualified for state. It's awesome. Yay. It's so exciting. So did I hit all the main points of cross country uh drama? I feel like you did. Cool. Yeah. Well then let's do our next tasting. Let's do that. What do we have? Next up is Templeton Rye, the good stuff. Templeton like it a rat? It literally says the good stuff right on the bottle. Oh, so. well then it must be true. It must they be put true. It in print. Yeah. But is it because Templeton? Because you would you wouldn't lie in advertising. Is it Templeton like the rat? Yeah, it's spelled like that. <gasps> That's funny. It doesn't have a rat on the bottle. That's maybe it's there's been, <laughs> one hidden in that cityscape. <laughs> it's been aged six years. It is ninety one and a half proof. Oh my. And it is from Templeton, Iowa. Population three hundred and sixty two. <laughs> okay. How many of those people work in the whiskey factory? Probably a bunch. Is it a factory where they make whiskey? No, it's Welcome a, to Templeton, Iowa, else. home of the good stuff. Small town, strong spirit. I've never actually had this before. Me neither. Where'd you, how'd you find it? Like, did you, had you heard about it? I've or? heard about it. I've seen it before. I had never gotten it. And then I was texting with you going, let's, let's do, a, you know, what can we do? Should we do a vodka episode, a tequila episode? And you're like, let's do a whiskey again. I'm like, all right, how about rye this time? Mm-hmm. So I was looking at the rye. Cool. Should we taste it? Yeah, let's go for it. Because, you know, that's kind of the whole That is of this the whole. point. That's why we're sitting down here. All right. Drink the whiskey. Well, cheers. Cheers. Oh, wow. That's very different. Mm. Smooth. That's so smooth. Velvety. Are you getting chocolate? Mm, I don't know. Like the election day was a little bit lighter, a little bit more buttery with the pe- like a, a almost like a compound butter with like buttery with pepper notes. This is. I don't know, but I really like it. I'm almost getting a plum note with it, too. I honestly can't remember the last time I've eaten a plum. So I really can't recall what they taste like. Should we do a fruit flight we at should, some point? You won't eat it. I don't eat plums. I used to have a plum tree in my front yard growing up. You won't eat it because plums have sugar in them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember. Carbs. Carbs. But it would be delicious. We could do that with the kids. In the name of science and experimentation, oh. I'll suffer through it. <laughs> that's delightful it doesn't you know i would drink that just you're by talking itself. about feeling the burn there's no burn it's no. just good it really is the it's good kind stuff kind of like a rich flavor to it i don't think it's chocolatey but i can't quite describe it um because i'm not <laughs> not great at you this. know this will turn a lot of people off but almost like not a chocolate covered raisin but almost like a chocolate covered blueberry hmm. if you ever had those yeah it is really good stuff. There's there's something almost fruity. To there's it. A, there is a fruity note to it. Not a fruity pebbles like you said in that. Okay, but the espresso ser- one. okay. So we had other people over to our house, and I said, "Here, taste this. It tastes like fruity pebbles." And that person drank some, and they said, "It does taste like fruity pebbles." And one other person who was over looked at you like you're nuts and go, "I'm getting coffee," because it was espresso bourbon. Yeah, but. Anyway. The point is, is that somebody did agree with me. Yes. Somebody did agree with you. Nobody at hockey agreed with you. I don't care. (laughs) I'm still working on mine. Oh, okay. Well, I drank mine because it was delicious. (laughs) So while I'm sipping on mine Mm -hmm. and enjoying this and trying to figure out the the complexities of the good stuff, (laughs) during during this build up to regionals, uh, my runner wasn't the only one who had to do a little quarantining and had some drama. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of interactions did you have with the Rona? So I had 
one of somebody that I work with came into work one day and she was visibly ill and she sat down in my office and she started coughing all over the place and she said, <coughs> I'm too sick to come to work. And spoiler alert, you're already at work. We were like, well, if you're too sick to come to work, why'd you come to work to tell us this? You could have called. So we obviously sent her home. And because of our um, company policy, we had her like immediately go and get tested for COVID. So and you guys have a testing site on retainer. Let's drive up. So it's like she can leave work, goes drive over there. They'll swab her brain via her nose. Right. Um, So she went and did that. But. So later on, I got a phone call and she said, I just wanted you to be the first one to know that I tested positive for coronavirus. I have the virus. And I said, oh, she said the virus and the not, virus. Like, not the Rona. Yeah, she said the virus. And I said, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry that you have really? that. That's what you said. I, yeah, because I was on the phone and like, oh, okay. I'm a boss and I have to be professional. But inside of my head, I said a bunch of swear words. And then I said, I hope that you feel better soon. Don't panic. You're young. You're healthy. Everything's going to be fine. Also, I need to get off the phone with you right now and start making some very serious phone calls. So I made my very serious phone calls. And my boss said, we are shutting down the school and everybody is immediately going to get tested for coronavirus. On top of your already, guys are tested, what, monthly? Monthly. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. So we all, like... All of the parents came and collected their kids. Everybody hopped in their cars and we all went and got our brains swabbed and it was great. But since we were waiting on results and I was... And since you all slammed the testing site. We... <laughs> yeah. And a parade the results of cars. took um, a while to come in. They took a couple more days than they should have or than they had been because there were like 23 of us going to get tested. Anyway, since I was like... I was really worried that I would had had it and I didn't want to spread it to you or to our children. So I actually quarantined into the basement for those few days. Yeah, I get the phone call like, oh, can you unlock the door to the basement, the slider? Yeah. So uh, and then you went on to live in the basement. Yep. And the kids were like, you know, we didn't tell the kids because they get worried right off the bat. I eventually did tell them. And of course, we got the reactions I thought we'd get like, is mommy going to die? A lot of tears. Aww. Is mommy sick? Like, no, mommy's not sick. She just may have been exposed, and we're being careful. So mommy's in the basement, and we delivered meals to the top of the stairs for you. Yep. It was very, very, and coming up on, and that was, you know, Halloween week, so it was very Silence of the Lambs. Mm-hmm. But it's a finished basement. So first off, you're not down in it a dungeon. Super comfy. <laughs> My office is in the basement overlooking, yeah. you know, My office ravine. is also in yes. the basement. Along with our spare bedroom is down here. Our largest TV is down there. Yeah, it's a super, it's a really nice place. And a place. full bathroom. Yep, it's pretty nice to be quarantined down in the basement, except for the fact that it is a little bit chilly down here, because it's a basement. Well, um, you do also have the foosball table to entertain okay, yourself. Yeah, I did not play foosball, and I did not get on the treadmill. <laughs> I sat on the couch, and I worked from home, and I worked on photos when I wasn't doing my actual job. Um and then I, like you said, you put the meals at the top of the stairs. I wait for the door to close. I'd go up, get them, sit down, Face eat them. with the kids who are in the exact same house as you? Yeah. Sit down, eat them, and then put them back at the top of the stairs and did the secret knock. And then, like, you waited a little bit, brought gloves, 
I know you had gloves mm-hmm. to grab the dishes and put them like house. directly into the dishwasher for me. Um, but yeah, it was um, it was a little bit nerve wracking because I, I, you know, coronavirus is a scary thing, and I, I was, I was worried that she had given it to everybody. But fortunately, we all came back negative, and we didn't have to worry about it. Survived that one. Hopefully, that's our last yeah. big brush with it. We're all hoping but that that was it. We've all... There is tears because like, if you contaminated the kids, their kids, they can't go yes. to school. If you contaminate the family, the kids can't go to school. I can't go coach. At this point, I wouldn't be able to coach regionals, and I definitely wouldn't be able to go to state. Mm-hmm. And even if we... Even with the quarantining of you, if you had turned out to be positive Mm -hmm. you weren't going for sushi at the state even if we had made it i know and that did did cross my mind that like if i was positive there goes my chance to get you were gonna be negative for sushi negative sushi and i would have been so sad about that but i was negative for the rona so i get to go eat the sushi that would have sent you pictures i hate you so much actually you would have brought me a little little bag and like a little would have gotten some dry ice and Packed it up and brought it over. Thank you. Across the state. Mm-hmm. Put it on a little tray at the top of the stairs. You're like, here, eat your sushi all by yourself in the basement. Yeah. Throw your sticks away when you're done. <laughs> <laughs> you ready for another one? For sure. All right. I need a sip of water first. Same. Cleanse that palate. <clears throat> Stay hydrated. Hydration. It it's is important. important. Makes the headaches go away. Jessica, what is next for us? We actually have the Woodford Reserve we straight have Woodford Rye Res- Ooh, whiskey. We've we- never had this one. Usually, um, we make a lot of our drinks with Woodford, but we've with never the bourbon. with the bourbon. But we've never had the rye, so we're gonna try it tonight. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this one is ninety point four proof. And let's see what it says on the back. It's got the green sticker. It it does. That's how you know it's a rye, apparently. Apparently. Actually, a lot of these have green stickers, so maybe it's like a industry thing. I don't know. I don't know. All right. The so Templeton is not green, and the uh, election day is not green. But the not a king is not not is not green. But the other ones, the other the, two are the other two that we got coming up have green labels. Mm-hmm. All right. So this one says some stuff and then it says <laughs> oh i don't need to read the entire sticker no but we don't need the life story of woodford reserve that it this particular bottle delivers bold and spicy character Ole. yeah so let's see just how spicy it is is it gonna taste like jalapeno peppers that'd be fun maybe all right mm-hmm. here we go hmm. Hmm. oh there's the spice did you get it? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. You got it. That's a face. Indeed. This needs a nice cube. <laughs> would be good with it. <laughs> this would be great in an old-fashioned. It's a little bit too much for me. See, but yeah, but in an old-fashioned. Yeah. I like it a little spicier. If, it, if it's on its own, smooth, buttery, like the other two, great. But in an old-fashioned, I actually like the spicier, bitier. I don't think this is very smooth. I don't think this is smooth either. Oh, I misheard you. In an okay. old fashioned, I want a little spicy, a little bite, because you're also going to mix it in with uh, your simple syrup alternative or your sugar alternative for us because we like low carb stuff, your bitters. Wow, that's a face. I feel like still. Right after I swallow it, I should be turning into a dragon and breathing fire. 
which if you like that feeling, then this is for you. See, I'm not getting, I mean, I'm getting a little bit of that more than the other ones, but there's a flavor as it goes over the back of my tongue, which is that spicier, peppier, peppery. And unlike the Templeton, this is more like the other ones where it is a little bit more lighter, buttery, but then it's so with peppery and spicy and fiery. It's definitely fiery. But it doesn't have that that velvety, chocolatey that the Temple did in. Just hang on to it. I'll finish it later. Okay. Yeah. I I don't uh, love this one on its own. I think I definitely need to have it mixed with something else. Ice cubes or simple syrup or simple syrup, sugar-free simple syrup Well, if you're not passed out by the end of this episode, I'll make you a... (laughs) I'll make you an old-fashioned out of what's no, left of, in your glass. No, not tonight you won't. <laughs> oh, like, what do you got going on tomorrow? Maybe tomorrow. Nothing big. Nothing big, just state finals. Yeah. Definitely a time for drinks <sighs> afterwards, yes. for sure afterwards. So while you're finishing up yours, yes, tell us, yes. are you a medical doctor? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> No, I'm a PhD. I'm a doc, which is a doctorate in philosophy, specializing in psychology. Why? Oh, yes, I know why. Because everyone keeps asking me my medical advice on whatever symptoms they have, and I have to remind them. What? I am a psychologist. I am a coach. I am not a medical doctor. But here's why they're asking. We're we're in November, and it's. A, Last week was also, this past week was also partly in October. Mm-hmm. And it's seasonal allergy time. The leaves are falling. We've got temperature changes varying all over the place and we're outside. And there's some, you know, besides Corona going around, we also have the, what we call, usually called the crud de jour, which is just whatever type of virus is going on, not the coronavirus mm-hmm. or head cold, you know, cold virus. Whatever cold virus, you know, whatever cold variation we have is going around. Mm -hmm. And we got allergies and we got all this going on and everyone's freaked out and they're asking me and it's like, well, okay, I'm following CDC and health guidelines, but go see your physician. And so we've had kids out of practice and paranoid and I've had people go, well, you sound a little congested. And then I'm like, okay, well, I also get allergies. You know, or, or your throat sounds a little off. I'm like, did you read my email where I had a coach? I had to coach the regional meet for the boys and girls and then go coach hockey games at youth hockey. Mm-hmm. And I told you my throat was going to be all torn up by the end of all that yelling. That's funny. Being loud. I mean, not being mean to the kids. Why? Yes. So on top of having a runner quarantined and almost missing out and everything else and having my wife quarantined in the basement. Or self-isolated, or whatever you want to call it. I call it quarantine. There's just the, well, do I have the corona? Do I have a head cold? Do I have allergies? I'm like, I don't know. Go see your physician. But yes, a lot of that going on, and then a lot of worrying about, should we go to practice or not go to practice? Or like, when it out, sit it out, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's it just adds to the stress, because they know it's not just mid-season or early season where I might be out a week or two. It's you're out now, you're out for the rest of the season. Yep. And there's a lot on at stake. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they're trying to be responsible. I want them to be responsible. And there's other times you can tell, like, I mean, the kids, we take temperatures at the beginning of every practice. We take temperatures before every meet. 
Mm-hmm. We're looking, and they're doing it at school too, and we're looking for the symptoms. But at the end of the day, I'm not a physician. Mm-hmm. Just doing my best. Knock on wood, which we only got to make it through one more day, but we've made it without any positive cases on our team. That's awesome. And it just really the is. one kid who got quarantined because of where he was assigned to sit and eat lunch. Yep. Yeah. Cool. But we have had plenty of kids with sinus infections and the cold. We even had our kid who had to do a telehealth consult. Yep. With, for a cold. For a cold. And that's what the physician said. And go, we'll give you a coronavirus uh, test if you want for him. But he doesn't have sufficient symptoms. And he's like, I'm looking at him right now. He's got the cold that's going around. Yeah. I'm like, all right. I mean, Especially he same, had no fever at that. We're seeing the same thing at work. Every like I work with little kids and the little kids come to school and they immediately get sick within the first like three weeks of being there. Same thing is happening at the elementary schools, middle schools and the high schools. Everybody is passing germs around, especially because they haven't been around other people for months. And now suddenly they are again. And I don't want to give the impression that either of us are being cavalier about Not this. Not at all. Like I'm super happy that my company takes... Um, coronavirus as seriously as they do. Like as soon as the kids start showing two or more symptoms, we actually send the kids and staff home and we say, you have to go get tested and you can't come back until we've got that negative test. But I think Um, uh, for both of us, you just want to be a behavioral consultant, a behavior analyst. Yep. And I, at least in the capacity I'm working with the kids, just want to be a coach. Yep. But because it's coronavirus time, we all have to be frontline medical We're health workers. hyper aware of this. And it symptoms. adds that extra layer to the point where it's like, the day is done. Let's have a drink. Yeah. Ready to move on to the next one? Yes. All right. What do we got? The next one is one... We're actually very familiar, at least I'm very familiar with, because I drink, I mix a lot of drinks with it, but I don't usually drink it straight. Usually if I'm drinking it straight, I'd have one of the other ryes, mm-hmm. or I'll have something like Not a King, or Last Feather Rye, which is another journeyman rye, mm-hmm. which is not on this one. This is Bullet Rye. Bullet, we see it all over the place here because it's actually from Indiana. Cool. I like your bottle. It looks like an old-fashioned bottle, like... <laughs> from the 20s I can use it to make old fashions but the bottle it, it looks like it's from the 20s like you would find in an old abandoned like shed mm-hmm. well bullet rise says here distilled in lawrence lawrenceburg indiana and then bottled in louisville kentucky yay it's kind of weird well whatever are they right on the border of each other probably oh i could look at a map and figure it out but i don't care i just want to try their uh, try it straight Bottoms up, darling. Mm-hmm. Ready? Clinkies. <laughs> Thoughts? That has a lot of bite to it. There is a kick. <laughs> See, I was thinking about it. It's almost like a blank canvas. It, it's definitely a rye. I'm not sure rye are for me. It's It's got that peppery note that makes, yes. you see with all the rye. But relative to these other ones where it have a lot of other tasting notes to go with it, this one was really, I don't want to say vanilla because that's a tasting note, but kind of plain Jane, which would make it, which is why it's great that we use it when um, making mixed drinks and cocktails. It uh, For me, it definitely needs to be mixed with something else. Well, and it's kind of like we, we were talking about with the Woodford. Yeah. While it has the ripe bite peppery little bit of fire with it that's great because it shines through with all the other mixers you put with it it's true whereas 
the election day and the Templeton are great just, just by themselves. By I'm still sipping on it. That's right. <sighs> yeah, I'm not getting like anything where this is a amazing one by itself. But it definitely tastes like it'd be perfect for cocktails. Yeah. I think they'd be good in like a hot toddy. Ooh. Be mm-hmm. awesome in a hot toddy. While you're sipping on that. Yes. You want to talk about virtual school versus in-person school? Not particularly, but I will. Yes, you do. Oh, there was drama with that, too. Uh, do so, tell. So the school that I coach at offers uh, both options. Mm-hmm. They have kids in class, and they have some, for a variety of reasons, who are at home but are tuning in uh, through technology and are participating live in the classes. And so that's there. Well, after the uh, drama of the runner who got quarantined because they were exposed to someone who tested positive, Mm -hmm. it really dawned on the whole team that, hey, if you come into contact and you're taking care of yourself, you're washing your hands and wearing your mask and being good about things. But in a classroom setting or a school setting and you're put with somebody Mm -hmm. and they're positive your whole season could go down the tubes. This is true. So once we qualified for state, the conversation, and there was some conversation beforehand, if we call for state, what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. Well, it went into, not kicked it up a gear once we qualified and the conversations was going and it got approved. And they checked, like, are we academically, are we eligible to do sports? If we do virtual school, the answer from the school was yes. Mm-hmm. And as coach, I'm like, look, this is a decision between the kids, the parents, and the school, and just let me know. Um, from my practice, I'm like, I'm not running two practices, but what I can do, we're already socially distanced. We're the distance runners, too. Right. What I'll do is I'll do an extra effort to separate the groups, the in-school versus the, um, or the, in-school versus the virtual school kids a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Instead of doing the warm-up circle and everyone has to put their arms out, and if your fingertips are touching, you're too close. You you want, I guess, about a foot or two gap in between, and that's how we're keeping the spacing between warm-ups. There was extra. So there, instead of using your wingspan to figure out six feet, then with a gap in between, now it's like 10 or 12 feet. Okay. Gap on either side for the kids at the warm-up circle. I had, when I hang up the agenda for the day and the maps for the day and any other postings out of the day, now I printed everything in duplicate. Mm-hmm. And at one end of the windows for the gym lobby was for the in-person kids and the other one end was for the virtual kids. You have more than one virtual kid? I have throughout the week because then there's like somebody ran into seasonal allergy issues and was mm. sneezing a bunch and the parent and the teachers are like, that's a COVID symptom. And then like mom's like, we're keeping you home before they freak out. Yep. And so uh, on right. and off, I mean, for a variety of reasons, I've had kids rotating through virtual versus in person and then they're all at practice and just kind of run separate pods within the practice to make it work it's been extra work mm-hmm. um oh i could use a drink oh look i got a Here's drink a whole bunch of drinks yeah whatever today was the last practice Woot. tomorrow's the last meet Woot. all i gotta do next week is collect uniforms and do the awards banquet is the awards banquet in person or is it virtual? It is going to be in person. Uh, I originally set it up as virtual, but things have been better. Now, it's not going to be like um, 
I mean, they're opening everything else up at the school. They're going to have drama club. They've got in-person basketball in the gym. They're competing against other schools, which you is know, driving me nuts because it's, uh, we couldn't run against other kids in an open field, but they can play basketball. It's touching interesting it, you know, that they're opening things up now when cases are, are on spiking. the rise everywhere in the country, oh, but they are definitely on the rise in our area. They're so. spiking in our county, and like all the other coaches are just like, can we just get through the state finals before they shut down everything in the state? And yeah. the governor, even leading up, like the day after election, she had a uh, press conference scheduled we all knew it. We're like, please don't let this be. We're locking and shutting everything down. And if it is, please let it be. We're shutting everything down on Monday. It's like, sweet. Just get us through the state finals for cross country. Yeah. And that's been part of this. Like all the coaches are sending messages around like two more weeks, week and a half, one week more, half a week. Let's just make it to the state finals. And the, the, the virtual in-person, like just whatever it takes was just get to the state finals and maybe have somebody still standing to like, be there to run <laughs> i know it's surviving there you know it's funny because our team's t-shirt this year on the back it's stay six feet behind the lakers yep in the front it's uh outrunning the rona i love the shirt i think it's cute it's got germs on it it does it has masks too mm-hmm. it's great. oh yeah what's our uh, we got one more whiskey to go jess one more yeah and it's in front of me so I what will. is this one introduce it this one you definitely should be introducing this one yeah this one is from lynchburg tennessee oh gee i wonder what that is so maybe if you know anything about lynchburg tennessee you might know that this rye is from jack daniels i didn't know jack daniels made a rye i knew that they made a rye i had never tried it though i still haven't tried it i'm gonna try it right now um do you think your dad's tried it i i bet you that he has tried it my dad is a humongous jack daniels fan like that's pretty much all he would drink. I'm kind this of interested because is... they're supposed to be swinging through here in the near future. And his response, we should just like strategically leave this one sitting out. Oh, yeah. We'll do that. And then he'll drink it. Well, Maybe he'll I like it. See his know. response. All right. So this one is 90 proof. It also has a green label. So did the bullet, by the way. Those were the other two with the green and label. And the Woodford. Mm-hmm. It's the familiar Jack Daniels uh, shape to all the right. bottle. So I'm just going to read you this little blurb on it. Okay. It says, Jack Daniels Tennessee Rye brings together two classics. Rye's distinctive flavor, drawn from our unique 70% rye grain bill, and Jack's time-honored charcoal mellowing method. What emerges is a spicy whiskey that's sipping smooth. We shall see. Here we go. Hmm. This one is smoother than the other two. The other two with the green labels? Yes. yes. The Bullet and the uh, Woodford? I'm actually surprised by this. I thought that this one was going to be really bitey. Well, and it's like even on there, it's spicy character. I'm not getting it's too much spice. Too, it's not too spicy. I'm getting something. So therefore, I like it. I'm getting something fruity, almost bubblegummy. What? There's something cough syrupy at the end. And like, I like bourbons. I like whiskeys. I like, I really like rye. And there's just something on the after, the notes at the end. Yeah, it's um. Just as it goes past the back of your tongue, you get it? A little bit. It's like a little wave of bubblegum or no, something. No, I don't taste bubblegum at all, but there is a slight fruity hint. Okay, so you're getting the fruity. I am. I mm-hmm. can't put my finger on it. I can't either, and actually the bottle doesn't say anything about fruit. Rye grain... 
mellowed drop by drop. Oh, sugar maple charcoal. That's what it is. That wouldn't be fruity, though. Well, but the sugar would could come through as fruit flavored. Fruit has sugar in it. it yes, We've I already know. talked I about know. this tonight. Um, yeah, but I'm getting a bubble gum. Could almost be convinced of cotton candy, but more bubblegum. It does gum. not taste it like cotton candy. It makes me think, candy. you know what I'm actually right, you think you of? You made fun of me when I said that the other bottle tasted like Fruity Pebbles, and now you're going to oh. sit here and say that this tastes like cotton candy? Nope. Here, you can finish this one. I'm not going to drink that. I just uh, um, just burped a little in my mouth, and it just really yes. does remind me of like being sick and amoxicillin. I don't think it tastes like amoxicillin. That we used to call either. the the pink stuff that would be in our fridge because we had four kids in my family growing up. Uh, one of us was always sick, and they always prescribed amoxicillin for everything. Gallons of amoxicillin. You got a cold, forever. have amoxicillin. Yes. You have an ear infection, amoxicillin. Okay, that one actually made sense. You stubbed your toe, amoxicillin. Here's amoxicillin. The 80s were great. What was it? Was it Chris Rock that did a thing on it? Like growing up, we oh, you got a problem? Tussin. 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 Not Robitussin. Tussin. Tussin. Chris Rock's hilarious. I love him. Yep, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna finish that one either, I don't think. I'm trying to again. <laughs> maybe it'll be better when we mix drinks with it. Mm, maybe. Maybe. You have to maybe it'll pair well with Fruity yeah. things. So moving on past regionals. Yes. You've qualified for a state. Yep. And the game plan in previous years has been to go up the night before, get a hotel, a bunch of hotel rooms for all the quali- qualifying runners and their parents, and go out to dinner as a team. Yes. The night uh, the night before. And then wake up super early and head to the um to the course. But this is the year of the Rona. So what is different about this year for you? <laughs> Everything. Uh, so they've changed the format. Usually it's all four divisions. So in Michigan, they take all the schools with cross-country teams in the lower peninsula, and they evenly divide them into four divisions. All four divisions with the boys and the girls for each division run on the same day at Michigan International Speedway, the big you know, NASCAR, IndyCar racetrack. It's mm-hmm. Two-mile D-shaped oval. It's awesome. It's huge. And they start on the infield, and they go, and they run out uh, down the infield, across the track, out onto the uh, the terrain surrounding the track. And then they come back in, and they finish between pit road and the grandstands right at the start-finish line. It's awesome. Because we're in the small school division, we usually race at the crack of dawn. So we go up. We stay in a hotel. We have to get our hotel reservations a year in advance because everybody who qualifies is trying to get a hotel room. And... Mm-hmm. There's nowhere really to stay in Brooklyn, Michigan, so you stay in Jackson, Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it, I, I was told, went over the team, like, oh, well, the tradition is we go to Olive Garden, which I'm thinking, like, Olive Garden grosses me out. It's like, it defies the laws of physics, how many calories are in their foods and how much sodium. I love Olive Garden. Well, I want you to I know, know that. Their salads I feel are like great. Mm-hmm. used to be the rule of thumb was when you traveled, you went to a chain because you knew what to expect, you knew what you were getting. I feel the best food is you go find the local uh, brewery mm-hmm. or distillery or some sort of craft beverage type place. So my first season there, we went and I was looking around and where are the breweries and who's got good food? And I found one and we went there and it was amazing. And so every trip back, we've gone. And this last year we went, actually, uh, one of the people that qualified, one of the girls that qualified, her grandfather works for the school. Actually, her, both her grandparents worked for the school. And one is a pretty hop in the administration. And I'm like, you know what? Screw it. We're going to go. 
We're going to go to this brewery. We went. He loved it. Like, yes, he this did. This is great. Mm-hmm. And we're looking around. And there is family friendly. There's kids everywhere because it's a... It is a brewery. There, you can see them, you know, brewing the beer in the back behind the glass wall. But they, it was definitely a restaurant that just happened to have beer. It was great. This year comes along though, and we're running in the afternoon. And all the big schools around us who go and run, used to run in the afternoon also would just drive the two hours over, go run, go back. Mm-hmm. And I feel the kids sleep will run better when they sleep in their own bed. Plus, what do I do to entertain these kids all without expending energy all morning? Not to mention, it's the corona year. So now we were putting everybody at risk because we're going to a hotel. Yeah. We're going out to a restaurant. And on top of it, Michigan had just put an order in place. So no parties larger than six together at a restaurant, which means I got to get several reservations of tables kind of near each other, but not because I've got nine runners going. Plus all their families come. I mean, their parents come. The parents come. So, and then we got siblings coming and everything too. So, yeah. Where do I get all these people? I got it. You know, it's just a big mess. And it's like, you know what? The prudent thing to do for the best performance is just cancel the hotel room. So I told the athletic department as soon as we went or we qualified, it's like, and I knew when we're running, we're like, we're running in the afternoon. Um, we're a small school. Our major fundraisers were shut down because of Corona. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't make sense. I think they're going to run, sleep better and run better if they sleep in their own beds. I have to, you know, keep track of them. There's a risk of corona. It just doesn't make sense. Cancel the hotel room. And actually, the uh, athletics secretary is like, you know what we'll do is we'll, instead of canceling them, we'll just move them till next year because it's easier than canceling and then rebooking. Like, whatever. Essentially, it's the same thing. So it was all well and good. Uh, there was a little bit of disappointment. But no, most parents were like, I got a couple thank yous. And it was great. We get to Monday morning. And all of a sudden, I get a email. And I, I had sent that out to everybody, the justification. Mm-hmm. I get an email from someone in the business office saying, you need to contact the parents. And even though you're canceling the team reservation, uh, we have all these rooms that if they would like to pick them up personally, they can. (laughs) So like, and yeah. So I'm already annoyed. Now we got somebody, the business department is telling me how to run the team and what's best for them. And is almost encouraging the kids, parents, to go behind, you know, go back on what the coach wants and thinks is best. So I sent an email like, blah, 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 we're not going. This is why we're not going. As coach, I think this is a horrible idea. But if you have other family members or you know spectators who want to get a room, or if you want to try to do this anyway, contact this person by the end of today. Then we go to practice. And I had a big team meeting with the Everybody lay out the expectations for the week of the state finals because most of them had never gone through state finals week mm-hmm. practice with me. And I was all to remind them, like, well, this is new to most of you, and a few of you have done this twice. I've done this several times. This is not my first rodeo. Mm-hmm. And we're going to stick with my normal plan because it works out pretty well. And oh, by the way, on the hotel rooms, I only want to take serious runners, runners who want to get personal records. Some runners want to push themselves. And if you decide you want to go stay in a hotel room and party all night because you can stay at a hotel anytime <laughs> um, and you want to go hang out there and not sleep in your bed and not set yourself up for success, that's fine. You go do that. You have fun. Um, I've, got a, I've got a reserve runner who will take your spot. Mm-hmm. So the next morning, and all, by the way, the athletic secretary is like, oh my gosh, you came running in here. I'm so sorry. You made it very clear. We were not trying to like stress you out. 
and we weren't trying to create drama on your team. And I just went back and like, you know what? It wouldn't be a trip to the state finals without someone creating outside of our 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 circle, our our runners and the immediate you know qualifiers. If people who weren't who are outside of that who weren't creating extra drama for us, thinking they're trying to help because we've had it every year. There's someone who wants like, oh, we want to celebrate. We want to do this, that. We want to have this opportunity. It's like, no, you're creating problems for me. You're creating distractions. But it's something that I know we have to work through this time. So she writes she's like, the next morning. She's like, well, nobody asked to get a room. And have a chance for her. I'm like, good, excellent. That means they're serious about running. And they actually want to run. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yay, more drama and distractions. What's amazing to me is for a school... That is seemingly so very COVID proactive and has put all of these plans into place to stop the spread and to prevent um, the school from being infected from it to the point where they canceled all of the sports and all of the clubs and organizations at the beginning of the school year. um, That they were encouraging this to even happen is shocking to me. My, My top runners for both genders, by the way. Their families were saying, thank you. Oh, yeah. I'm not surprised by that. It was, it was the families that got grumpy about it were... Uh, no, no. Okay. Just that the school went ahead and said, you should probably tell your students that if they want the rooms, they can go ahead and have them. That part right there Because is we don't want to take to away me. that experience. It's like, really? You took away half our season? Exactly. How about that that's, experience? That's you what I find my, so surprising about this. You essentially took away my entire middle school season. I had to create an experience for them running against themselves. Yeah. Um, but so, no, no. Go stay in a hotel room. Right. Like a hotel room full of people where you have no idea where they've been, who they've been in contact oh, with. Oh, the hotel's packed with other runners. Yeah, but you don't know who they've yeah. been in contact oh, with. Oh, yeah. They're all over the state. Um, and they're all going to come into this one gigantic building and then smash inside of the elevators up and down all morning long. You know, they're doing a lot of great work sanitizing these rooms, but who's washing the pillows? Nobody's washing the pillows. They don't wash pillows in hotel rooms. They don't even wash the inside of the comforters. They take the sheets off of them, wash the sheets, put the sheets back on them. That's it. Gross. All right, let's take a quick break because I'm going to go run out to the beer fridge in the garage (laughs) and we're going to do our seltzers. Okie dokie. We're back. We're back. Back from the from fridge. Outer space. Good news. Yes. The garage floor is freaking cold. Really? I mean, it's like 75 degrees outside. Well, I went running through there barefoot and it was cold. <laughs> Did you hear that? 75 degrees outside at night in Michigan in November. In November. Well, I think we've uh, we sufficiently covered the hotel drama and I think distraction. So too. And it was a distraction for the first couple days of practice and we this week and we moved past it mm-hmm. but like i told the athletic secretary wouldn't be a trip to the state finals without outside distractions yeah yeah let's uh let's move on to something else to distract us and now we're moving to our seltzer flight we've done the rye whiskeys let's go with something lighter all three of these are from founders brewery in grand rapids michigan founders they're so good again they don't sponsor us they don't none of they the whiskey really sponsor good. us if you have a chance to go to Grand Rapids, go to Founders. You can have lunch there. You can have dinner there. And you can have drinks there. It's great. <laughs> it is quite yummy. These seltzers are their foray into the seltzer market that everyone's getting into. Like most of the other ones and the ones we had tasted the other night, they're about 100 calories. Uh, the one I'm holding in my hand is 110 calories. 
They are uh, a little heavier than carbs than the others, though. These are running around six or seven uh, grams each per 12 ounces, whereas the others were running, you know, around three. Yeah, but if you're doing your macros and you know that you want to have one of these, you can just build it into your day. You can. It's not the end of the world. It's only seven. Like, I'm looking at one of the other ones, and that one has seven. It's not terrible. It's not like 23. Correct. So... And it's just, you got to plan accordingly if you have these and don't be pounding them all day. Exactly. Yep. Which I'm thinking if you're pounding them all day, you're probably not in the mood for a seltzer. Or you're not in the mood to count your carbs. Yeah. So (laughs) I was standing there trying to pick stuff out and I was texting back and forth with you and you're just like, just get the variety pack. So uh, we were trying to actually choose the other one variety pack I was trying to pick from and was Lining Kugel. Hmm. You're like, no, get Founders. We're going Michigan. I'm like, all right, we're going Michigan. So all three of these are from Founders. They're these are the Masagaves, and the cans are pretty. Well, yes, and also they have bones on them. Well, it fits with Halloween. So there's like a it skeleton's does. hand coming up, and for one in front of me is the grapefruit flavor, and that's the first one we're gonna do. So it's a skeleton, you know, bone hand coming up holding a grapefruit, and there's a nice little butterfly coming by, and la di da da. Yeah, but the background is different on the grapefruit than these other ones. They're different colors. 4.5% alcohol for those who care. <laughs> so here we go. This will be a shock to the palate after rye whiskeys. For sure. Here yep. we go. Oh, yeah, that's grapefruit. Okay. So I don't love grapefruit things. But this is not bad. I was expecting it to be more bitter than it is, and it's actually pretty sweet. Um, it's closer to a sweet tart because it's that sweet and sour going on. Yeah. But it's, it's actually closer to like an orange flavor than what I consider to be a grapefruit pla- flavor. So I'm pleasantly surprised by this. It actually kind of tastes like a mimosa. A little bit. Which is fun. Yeah, this is pretty good. Mm. Yay. So the uh, it looks like the sugars in this, the residual sugars, are all from fruit juice, too. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This is definitely more my speed. Yeah. As opposed to the rise with their bitiness. Well, we got more in the can. Do you want some more? I might want some more later. Okay. Yeah. But see, you poured yourself a bigger glass than I did. So. Yeah. We talked about the hotel room drama. Oh, we're going to keep. Well, yes, there's been plenty of distractions this week as a, it's state week. There's distractions. So we talked about the hotel room yep. distractions. Made it past that. Mm-hmm. Next up tickets tell me about the ticket situation oh because God. we haven't had to have tickets before well to go to state yes you have we, we haven't have? because we're oh. coaches because they always give me uh two wristbands per kid who qualifies and of course you come with me i do because it's i'm a coach reward because i put up with all of this all year long i'm coach and you're mrs coach's wife mrs coach's wife it's my favorite nickname so i've funny. ever been given the kid off of the first team I coached named you Mrs. Coach's wife, and it's stuck. So really, the parents have had to buy tickets? Yeah. Or, oh. Yeah. Okay. They've had to buy tickets, but it's one of those ones where you like you just pull up and you either... you, you Oh, you recent, can pay at the gate? Pay at the gate. I see. And pay cash, or they've started a thing past few years where you could buy tickets online ahead of time, or you could even use your credit card on the way in. Mm-hmm. This year, it's COVID, so all purchases are done in advance online. Mm-hmm. Okay, not the end of the world. In past years, it's all four divisions go out, and you get to drive through the tunnel and park on it's the infield. It's really cool to drive have, through the tunnel, by the way. 
yes, the tunnel goes underneath the racetrack. You come up on the infield, and it's all four divisions, boys and girls, all over this massive infield. With it's just like a giant tent city. Mm-hmm. You can't do that during COVID. And then the and the spectators go park outside the track, and they come over a little bridge or another tunnel, and they wander around, and they can be out on the course, you know, cheering on, and in the grandstands and everything. We can't do that this year. Mm-hmm. So they split up boys and girls. I mean, divisions one and two ran Friday, three and four run Saturday. In addition, instead of staggering where it's like division four boys, division three boys, division four girls, division three girls, and then they have an award ceremony. Now it's all of division three is going to be in the morning. All of division four is going to be in the afternoon. On top of that, the spectators are limited to the grandstands only. We can't drive onto the infield anymore with the teams. We can't bring tents. Why can't you bring a tent? I don't know. Maybe so we get out of there faster or something. I don't Maybe. know. That's actually a good reason. I don't know why we can't bring the tents on. Uh, that one didn't make sense to me. I understand not driving onto the infield. Maybe. I, I do not. There's less of us there. So I don't know. Um, but we pretty much have to be in and out. But they were selling tickets. And initially, the communication was they had all these different time slots. And if you wanted to go, they were going to do 1,000 tickets. Like for the Division Four boys, they're going to do 1,000 tickets. And the Division Four girls will have 1,000 tickets. The families would get a chance to do a pre-sale where uh, they were given a specific code that would allow them to buy two tickets. And then once you got to a deadline, anything not purchased through the pre-sale became part of the pool that everyone had a shot at. Great. Okay, fine. I mean, this place is huge. A thousand is like a drop in the bucket. Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out they end up going and everything was merged. So it was a thousand tickets for each division. Well, there's about 250 kids and they've split up the kids. Instead of being one big race for all the boys in division four, it's two races. And that's the same for all the divisions and all the genders. About two, about 250 boys, about 250 girls. That's about 500 kids. Two tickets each is about a thousand. Mm-hmm. That's the spectators right there. But they didn't just come out and say, just bring your parents. So these things go on sale, and it's like Thursday at noon. And you know, meanwhile, the communication is spotty. It's all over the map. And I'm trying to like relay to the parents. And the parents are like, what the hell? This is not the usual coach's communication. I'm like, yeah, because I'm getting giving it to you as I'm getting it. Yeah. And they're kind of feels like they're making it up as they go. And they're working with third parties and everything. Mm-hmm. So they go, and at... They went on sale at 12.06 for the general population, or at 12 o'clock. At 12.06, I'm getting a phone call. Oh, my God. I can't. They're all sold. It says sold out. And like, I hop on. I'm like, yep, it says sold out. Hang up with that parent. Get a grandparent calling me up yelling at me. And like, like what would like you? Like, it's your fault. You're well, not in charge of the At one tickets. point, I go, what would you like me to do about this? Because like, <laughs> like, I have, you're, you're calling during my short very lunch break, but I have work to do. So please, just tell me, what are you expecting me to do? Well, nothing. You're just a local guy I can complain at. Mm. Okay, that's not part of my contract, and you're a grandfather. And oh, by the way, I'm like, there's nothing I can do. Talk to your kid. And then so I did go and look, and like, okay, you, for like 10 bucks, you can buy a pass and stream the whole event. Mm-hmm. So I emailed everybody, because I also had several other phone calls and emails coming in, and can we buy your one of your tickets? I'm like, I don't have any tickets. I have my coaching wristband, and I have one for my wife, who has more than earned hers. Plus, she keeps me sane while I'm at these things, so I don't blow up at people who are doing like asinine things. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, also, I take pictures. Yes. So... I mean, that's there. Here's what I'd say is get together and maybe 
get a projector and project it on the side of a house so you guys can be socially distant and watch it and split the ten dollars. Oh, do you think anybody's going to do that? That's a fun thing to do. They're still talking about it, uh, like or even you got a bunch of elementary teachers go to the elementary cafeteria, put down their giant projector in front of the the stage. Yeah. And then spread out in the cafeteria. You can all be like 10 or 20 feet apart from each other and mm-hmm. watch it there. And then also get on these websites that let you see their live times as they hit the different timing pads around the course. Yep. Yeah, something like that. Okay. Um, then I had a few people people feeling bad. It's like, well, you know, we could leave our daughter. We have a ticket for her, but like we could leave her home. And I'm like, no, she should get to go see her sibling, you know, compete at state. And well, and then, then we started hearing the stories after like, people just being mad about this so-and-so did get on and get a ticket and someone else got on and got two tickets from our school community it's like so there were tickets available you had to be fast and you had to have be ready to pay apple pay paypal whatever you're using you had to have one of those payment services where your credit card was already entered if you're sitting there just typing away yeah and you had to log in just at the right time so basically it was probably people who know how to handle these Online. I mean, it's like so getting it's, concert tickets, It is like right? getting concert tickets, and it's... Refresh, they, refresh, refresh. Oh, it's open. Here I go. Them. But yeah, that was nice to like lose a bunch chunk of my work day to get yelled at for something. I, I A process Literally I'm not... Literally no control over no it. No control, not organizing, not running. I did send all the family the codes. As far as I know, they all used them to get their two tickets each. I hope so. I mean, I feel bad for the families, but it's just became a distraction because I had people showing up to practice like, oh, I wanted so-and-so and so-and-so to go. Or I had people showing up afterwards going, oh, I'm just so upset. Like, I know you're upset. What would you like me to do about it while I'm sitting here trying to run a practice? We're in a freaking pandemic. Not everybody is going to be able to go to everything. I know. And it's okay. People cannot have their entire families at their weddings. And it's still okay. Same thing with funerals. Ultimately, though, it's just, it's another distraction. It's another week of state distraction. Yeah. Yay. Yay. It's 2020. We should make a scrapbook page for our yearbook. I make a yearbook every year from, I do a photo of the day project, and I put all of those photos into this book, and I write little blurbs about the week, and I think I will put all of the distractions from this week onto the page where we go to state. Yay. Well, we had been It'll saying be fun for a while to read that it in like 20 we needed to do an like, episode oh, yeah, just to talk happened. about it. Ha, ha, that's funny now. We needed, yeah, we needed to do an episode where we just talked about everything and everything that's going on with uh, the build up the state. So yeah. this is that episode. Yay. Yay. All right. Are we going to do another one or am I just going to pour a little bit more? We're going to do another one. Yummy. We are going to do. Which one do you want? Let's do the lime. Okay. We are going to do the mas agave. Lime. Hard seltzer. Also from Founders. Yeah, you've already said these are all from Founders. Yes, but in case you're following along at home and you're losing... Not paying attention? Concentration. I have high hopes for this one because I really, really enjoy lime-flavored things. You have high, high hopes? I do. Are you going to sing the song now? No, you can't. Nope. You took the can, so you get to talk about it. Okay, well, it's in a can. Mm-hmm. It's got a uh, little skeletal hand holding a lime with some more butterflies. The background color of this one, though, is green. Dude, that is so yellow. That's green. That's a yellow. Green. Maybe a greenish yellow. We are going to have to put a picture of it up, and we'll have to make a poll because it is for sure a green. Well, okay. The, the grapefruit was a nice little orangey, tangerine faded color. Mm-hmm. 
This is a greeny yellow. I, no, wait. I'm not putting a photo up. You like have photo editing skills. You'll like You're mess with it. You're such a turd. That's because I've met you. Anyways, I'm going to taste it now. Okay. Okay. Ooh, it's limey. That's some limey. I like it. I do like it. I also feel like we are, we're good for, uh, you know, I don't know about Corona, but we're not coming down with scurvy. <laughs> we're not. It is very limey, but it's not like bitter limey. It's like candy limey. It's good. I mean, I like lime. You don't? I do. Oh. I really, I like lime. I like lemon. I like citrusy things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like lime. I honestly, though, or at the moment. You like the grapefruit more? I think I like the grapefruit more. The grapefruit does taste like mimosas. So if you like mimosas. I'm not a huge into mimosas, You're not, but I like but the grapefruit. Yeah, I can see how you like that more. So the lime only has six carbs. The grapefruit had seven carbs. Both are 110 calories. Both of mm. these are their 12 ounce cans. I like this so much. Both have uh, four grams of sugar. It tastes like lime popsicles. You know what, though? This has considerably less sodium than the the grapefruit. That's weird. Well, I mean, the grapefruit was 120 milligrams, and this is 75. Mm. But also, that one had uh, sea salt as an ingredient to kind of punch up the flavor. As does this one, apparently. Sea salt? Yeah. Interesting. Don't taste it. Well, the green zebra that watermelon sea salt uh, goza beer that i like in the summers has sea salt in it okay yeah okay just notice something on the side of the can Hmm. i don't know if it meant for it to say drink responsibly puerto rico protect the environment don't do not litter what like that's a little passive aggressive towards (laughs) poor puerto rico i mean they're trying to fight back from a hurricane all they got was the president throwing paper towels at them and a power grill that doesn't seem to work do you see it no Right next to the 110, written sideways. Dude, right over oh. here. Oh. Yeah. I think it just Dude. says beer, space, drink responsibly, space, Puerto Rico. <laughs> I don't know why the hell this says Puerto Rico on it. It's like we were talking about when we were grad but, students. Yeah, like, we were talking about dementia. And it's like, you know, when you pancakes. randomly say pancakes. And it's been like code ever since like pancakes. Yep. Puerto Rico. Yeah, okay. Protect the environment. Do not litter. It makes sense. Drinks responsibly makes sense. And labeling this as beer, I guess, technically makes sense. But Puerto Rico is uh, weird, especially considering this came out of Michigan. Puerto Rico. <laughs> Puerto Rico. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's good. Uh, I, I do like the um, grapefruit better, <laughs> relatively okay. speaking. I'd say they're about... Actually, it tastes like key lime pie to me. It does, yeah. Not not lime popsicles. Those are a little bit more limey. This is like... No, the lime is like dialed a, um, back from a lime popsicle, but yeah. Not like a great key lime pie, because if you're having key lime pie, it should really taste like limes. The perfect key lime pie? Yeah. I mean, we just got had Halloween, so we might as well have a Dexter reference. Yeah. Yeah. It's the perfect key lime pie. Oh my god! Here's your injection, lady. I'm glad I saw you open this, so you know I know you're not trying to kill me. I'm not going to kill you right before a state. I'm so close to getting my sushi. (laughs) I've put up with this nonsense all year long. It's within my reach. We are going to state so that I can go get some sushi. Mmm, sushi. So 
So for our final distraction. Oh, okay. Yeah? Our final distraction, but not our final talking point because we still no, have another we something have lots to drink. things to talk about. Yeah. Um, but our final distraction. Yeah. Let's end on like an upbeat, something upbeat, I think. I hear there was a pep rally <laughs> at the school. You're being overly generous. There okay. was well, there you was, told me it was a pep rally. Yeah, that's what it was supposed to be. There was an assembly, kind of. They're already in the cafeteria for uh, one of their scheduled breaks, so they they do block scheduling at the school, which is an hour and a half in each class, and then they spend twenty minutes sitting twiddling their thumbs in the cafeteria while the teachers sanitize the classrooms in preparation for the the next class. Uh, that's just how they do it. So, um, and during one of their scheduled breaks, they decided we're going to do a, a school-wide send-off for the runners. Now, I thought that the students were not supposed to be amongst each other when they were in their pods. So how is it they, they could all be in the cafeteria What was explained together? to me is by the t- between when it was explained to all the parents all summer long and when they actually hit the ground running within the first week, the pods just became the entire high school and middle school. So the whole school is just one big pod. Okay. Yeah. Because they just realized, like, we can't make it work, so why try? So, yeah. Yep. That's how I had a teacher email me because I was asking, like, what pod do you run in so I can make adjustments to cross country and everything? Like, yeah, we don't have that. That's not how it actually ended up working out. And especially, like, I was trying to work through that at the beginning of the year, and then we went on break for half the season when they shut us down and we came back and I was picking up where we left off because we switched our kids out of the school and it was one of the teachers who went like, because they were like, I'm like, why are the, all the kids confused and this system's not working? And she's like, they're all confused because we're not doing that. I'm like, well, that, that really lasted long. <laughs> what the hell kind of planning were you guys doing all summer? Anyway. Um, maybe we should cut that part out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe not. They're not going to listen to this anyway. They don't listen to me when I coach. <laughs> Um, I'm not talking about the kids. I'm talking about the other people do. Yeah. Anyway, so they had this assembly to send off the kids. And uh, what a hot mess. uh, Honestly, I was invited at the last minute and told them, like, look, I can't come in the middle of the afternoon. Turn and then but I can't get anything. Then either sit in the parking lot and twiddle my thumbs or go back home to then immediately turn around to come back because my office is at home. I work at home. For but come back for practice. I'm like, can you do it at the end of the day? Like thinking like what you do for every football and basketball pepper rally when I was going to school there, mm-hmm. and even as I'm coaching because I I prep in the uh, I prep in the gym lobby. So I know that like nope with the new schedule. No, we're not taking any other breaks other than what's scheduled. It's in the middle of the afternoon, so if you can't make it, oh well. I'm like okay, I guess I can't make it. Let the cap let the four captains speak in my place. Mm-hmm. <sighs> So they do this thing, and I'm completely left out. And then today, I'm getting angry phone calls from parents. And it's like, well, you know, the one girl that was going was invited by the principal, uninvited by the guidance counselor. And then after after the mom complained to the administration, she was re-invited to come because she was doing the virtual option to kind of maintain and make sure she wasn't contaminated by accident and mistake. Because she's got a shot at meddling. I'm like, what an amateur hour. Just amateur hour. And then I find out also after the fact that they're having, um, there was a Zoom call-in thing to watch it, which I would have liked to have seen, but no one. They didn't send you the Zoom link? No, they didn't invite the coach. Why invite the coach? I mean, keep in mind, this is a school where. I kind of feel like they hate you. We qualified for state. 
And while a lot of parents said congratulations or thank you or that's a lot of work or we're so happy, and some of the other parents have you know gotten out of their cars, uh, other parents like just parents of other kids have come by and said congratulations or good job. Not a single other coach has said anything about it, and I have seen them and been around them. I've had a few grumble as they went past me. The uh, administration, even the athletic, the athletic director, didn't even acknowledge it, other than you know, exchanged emails on like, I don't want to, you know, actually when I first said, I don't want to even get the hotel rooms. There was no, no even response. I did get a congratulations from a secretary, but the principal, nobody else, nobody else has acknowledged this. I have gotten, seen email traffic amongst parents from the administration saying, this is so great. Our school needed this. We needed something to rally behind as a school because we shut down all the other sports, but so they're, yeah, I mm. know, whatever. Um, Okie dokie. Yeah, it's just it's it's like we were talking about and it today. I regret bringing this up right now. They uh, they put the uh, they put the captains on the spot because they said, "Hey, tell the captains they gotta they gotta speak." Well, they didn't, so they handed the mic to one of my senior captains, and he's like, uh, "Yeah." Eventually, one of the freshmen stepped up and said, "I want to talk. I, I got I got Jesus. a I got a couple words I'd like to add." Oh no! They're like, "Oh, here's the mic." And he goes, "I run," and he handed the mic away. Like great geniuses. They they did not let all the they did not let all the captains speak. They did. I have four captains. They, apparently, they let the senior one senior captain talk. Super. It was low energy. They didn't. You know, no one's like oh, cross country because no one comes to watch us run out of the student body. But you know, they they tried and like so we were we were laughing about it at the team meeting today. We're like achievement in uh, trying. At least they tried. Yay them. But, you know, it was nice to even acknowledge that we exist. I did like the pictures of the um, the signs that they put out. One of the parents put out the big sign in front of the school that said, uh, good luck at state. That was nice. That like was in a, the giant blow up letters that are like Because out of my six seasons, four seasons, we've gone to state. And this is the first time they've ever done that. Mm-hmm. That was really cool. We've I took pictures in front of it with the whole team in front of it. And the kids mm-hmm. have been taking individual pictures. That was classy. And the fact that they even tried to do something for a send off was nice. I appreciate that. It was just like, as some, as an alum, as a coach, and as a former parent who pulled his kids, it's kind of reminding me why I pulled my kids. It's like, you guys are trying, but yeah, amateur hour. You're not even on the same page between all members of the faculty and staff about how to do this. I'm like, how do you take the one girl who qualified and uninvite her and just say, stay home in 2020? You know, it's the 21st century. Come on. I have words, but none of them are kind, so I'm going to sit here and just nod my head. Why don't we move on to the next seltzer? Let's do that. It is strawberry. Woo! Ooh, it's pink! (laughs) Oh, that's very pink. Ooh. This is going to be it's good. rosy. I'm super excited to drink this. Well, that was some nice bubble sounds. Was it? It was. Effervescent. That, that's, that's looking like a little rosé. It does. A little bit. He. That is strawberry. That is. It kind of tastes like strawberry yogurt. Like, if you've ever had the strawberry whips, that's what it tastes like. 
which is delightful to me. Who makes the whips? You'll play, I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's not beat you over the head strawberry, but it's no. definitely strawberry. Mm-hmm. So this, like the others, is also 110 calories. It's got seven grams of carbs. Four of them are sugar. It only has 65 milligrams of uh, sodium. Guess what? These are all fat-free. Hooray! They're all protein-free. Okay. Well, it'd be kind of weird to put a protein into a beer. Well, in Don't case you... you well, I do. Some sort of energy, protein, bodybuilder, alcohol. I don't know. Anyway, bodybuilder alcohol. I'm sure there's a market for that. So if you're somebody going, should get on that. If you're going on a low protein diet, there you go. <laughs> low carb, low protein. Yeah, these are relatively low carb, but they're not as low, low as some fat. of the other I'm things. I'm not sure what the hell it is then. <laughs> water. It's water. It's <laughs> strawberry water. This also says that it's beer, and please drink responsibly. Puerto Rico. Poor Puerto Rico. Protect the environment. Don't litter. Puerto mm. Rico. What, did li- Puerto Rico have a problem littering? What the hell is the problem with this? I don't know. It's pretty it's, funny, though. It's pretty funny. And like, as long as you do it in the I right voice, it sounds very that, passive like, aggressive. Somebody from Founders would listen to this and then they could answer. Explain why. It's... Why Puerto Rico is anywhere on this can. And, and I'm pretty sure their so response would be, we didn't mean it to be passive aggressive because we didn't think our... Uh, our drinkers would be doing a flight of whiskeys before they <laughs> start drinking our product. Yeah, but it's not like we're imagining it because we had a bunch of whiskey. Like, it's just on the can. We only had a half ounce of the five. Each. <laughs> yeah. That's that's two and a half ounces. Okay. <laughs> we're, we do like whiskey. That's not the end of the world. It is for me. I'm a lightweight, which is impressive. Because I like to have a drink every night. Well, you know what? We had a we had a hearty dinner before this. You made oh, hollandaise sauce from scratch, and we yes. did eggs hollandaise. We have a very good hollandaise recipe. We had nice little sausage patties down. We put mm-hmm. eggs on top of it, and you made homemade really hollandaise sauce, and went straight on top of the eggs. It was oh, it was great. Yep, I only make a couple of things really well, and hollandaise sauce turned out to be one of those things. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> like what you make at least four we got four awesome kids okay i was talking about food oh that's true it might only be about four i'm not offended because i know that this is true about myself so you get the hollandaise you've got your whole roasted chicken yes you got your pork chops my pork chops chirps chirps my pork chops are delicious your cinnamon rolls are great when i can convince you to make them those are too complicated sorry they're supposed to be like Christmas and Easter, and it's like Christmas and Easter. You know, I know that you really like to tell me this was your traditional, like, special breakfast food on big <laughs> holidays, and that you really want our kids to have that experience too. But I didn't grow up with this, and you know who made them last week when she was over at Grandma's house? Yeah the the key point is at Grandma's house made them with Grandma. Yeah, well, she did every step because I saw all the photos and she was on her little stool and she was doing, she made cinnamon rolls. She made them pink and she put sprinkles on them. They were so cute. Kid four went all out. And they she was pink. exhausted though from and working those little fingers and kneading the dough and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> My mom said that if it wasn't for her tablet that she was playing with when she was laying on the couch, she would have passed out. Sometimes those she damn does tablets. pass out with the tablet. Yeah, we've got to get kid number four off the tablet. When she's not like not on the tablet, 
She's playing the Nintendo Switch. We, or she's again, going up to her sister's room and getting on her phone. We need to get her off of screens. Yes. Because she is turning into some sort of weird trollish creature. She is sneaky about it, too. It's because she's little. Well, that, too. She's close to the floor. And also, we have four kids, and they're constantly all moving around, and so she Look, gets lost in the shovel. A, she's about to turn four. She wears she is. two T pants, and we've got the little elastics inside. Like I said, she is down. teeny tiny. She just sort of like she's petite. Blends in with the floor, and so she gets away with a lot of crap. She also moves like a ninja when she's not running like it's a herd of elephants. She weighs twenty pounds. You can't hear her. She's twenty four. Whatever. Give her the four pounds. Fine. You still can't hear her when she runs. I like how your pinky's up in the air. She also has good form, too. I was pointing out to one of my runners. I'm like, you need to run like that. She's like, have you been training her? I'm like, nope. <laughs> she naturally has great form. She likes to run. She does. Mm-hmm. All of our kids like to run. It's interesting. I did not like to run. I still don't like to run. Hmm. It's not for me. Well, it sounds like it's been the usual shit-tastic week leading up to state. <laughs> So it is. It, it wouldn't be a, a trip to the state finals without distractions from other people trying to help out. That said, the big question of the night. In fact, there was a few distractions we haven't even gotten into, That's but okay. I'm not going to because it's a little bit too personal and too identifying to the people. That said, the big question of the night. Yeah. Are you going to coach cross country again next year? Oh, that's that's hard. Um, honestly, if you were to ask me tonight... Uh, the answer would probably be, this is it. I'm going to be done at this That's school. surprising. It's very surprising because this is something I care very much about. This is a program I built up. Uh, I have to say the the overall, like the high school families on my varsity team have gone out of the way because they know it's been a hard season for me. It was They know that it was a hard decision for us to pull our kids. Yeah. They know that uh, I'm back to support their kids this season. I mean, part of rebuilding this program and and being there was I wanted it to be an option for my children when they got old enough. Well, our kids go to a different school. They will not be part of this team. They won't, and that's sad. And I had said on a previous podcast that I was just taking it one season at a time, and I'm sticking to that. I mean, the short answer or the main answer is, I'm not making a full decision until a few weeks after the season, but if you were to put me on the spot and force me to answer tonight, I would say tomorrow's my last meet at this school. Uh, I, I love coaching this. I love working with the kids. I love teaching. I mean, I've been teaching things since I was 10 years old. Mm-hmm. I was teaching Taekwondo. I've been a professor. I've been an instructor. I've taught psychology. I've taught self-defense. I've taught track cross country hockey um but at the same time nobody coaches for the money (laughs) and there's like no money at the school anyway but it's just not worth the uh the pain and suffering and that our family's going through because while the high school parents have been very 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 nice to us Mm -hmm. and they know some of their peers have been nasty to us this season i don't know if i want to continue putting my kids through things like where middle school parents choose their words, but they are just basically saying that now because, uh, because my kids go to public school, my daughter's dirty. And while they're trying to put it in a Corona context, 
I know what they're trying to say, and I don't appreciate it. I don't appreciate some of the other things they put us through. Wow. Yeah. You know, my kids don't enjoy, because you're working in, in uh, down the road, um, the kids have had to come to with me to practice. And while they've come to pra- with practice with me over the years, intermittently, uh, they have to come every day. And because we've got the COVID hawks and the COVID police just staring at us, there's a lot of days where they just have to sit in the car. They can't even go sit in the grass on a public sidewalk or, the you know, across the street from the school because people are staring at them and they feel self-conscious. Mm-hmm. People who used to be considered, we used to consider them friends, have just been nasty to my children. Uh, it made things miserable. And the school is not being welcoming at all to us. Now, like, I don't like... Oh, you weren't even invited to the pep rally. Well, I don't, you know, look, it's, I'm just the coach. I don't really need the, like fawning over me or anything but it's like when the athletic director can't even say good job that you've beat expectations and you made it to the state finals can't even acknowledge that we're going you know stuff like that the principal can't say a word to me all season it's just like you know he'll make a big deal about it within the school walls but it's like you could say hello to the coach once in a while instead of just running away when you see him mm-hmm. it's like wh- why the hell am i bothering would I like to coach somewhere else next season? Yes. Would I like to coach somewhere with, and I and I, I love working with this group of kids. Yeah, the kids are great. They're really um, good kids. It, the stress level has gone down greatly since we released the middle school because the middle school parents were not like, I don't want to put them all in one bag, but the parents that I had trouble with were all middle school parents, hmm. or they were parents who didn't have kids on the team. That's not to say all the middle school parents were giving me a hard time or being mean to my children. I'm just saying that's the ones who were doing it were all in that group or not on the team all at all. But it's just like, fine. I mean, you've worn me down in that this this has been tough for us because um, you were at home before and you could just pick up the kids and I just could run out and coach and then it just meant I had to work extra hours to... Uh, flux around the time, but now I'm doing all that and juggling picking up the kids from school and everything. And like, I mean, I had one mom who who jumped in because practices were gonna have to do later. She's like, "I'll go babysit the kids and I'll take temperatures because it's COVID. You get here when you can and you run practices when you show up." I mean, that level of trying to help <laughs> me run this, and they've been the high school parents have been so sweet and so helpful that it's hard. But it's like, I, I you know, if it ends tomorrow. I can keep my head held up high that I've left the program in a much better situation than, we, than I found it. I found it first day of cross-country practice. I had one kid. Yep. And um, it was just like, yeah, we're going to regionals, and this is it, guys, because like you don't stand a chance. And now we're going to state as a team with the boys. Uh, we've got a girl already. She's a freshman. It's already making her second trip to the state final. She has a shot at meddling. Um, they're set up. They've got a ton of freshmen and we've got a middle school program that somehow is surviving COVID even with the uh, not being able to compete. So there's a pipeline to keep the program going. I think it's mission accomplished. It will be interesting if you wind up deciding that it's not for you and you leave. I will be very curious to see um, how, how many kids decide to do it again the following year. And I actually don't think we'll be privy to that information since we won't be at the school. But um, 
Oh, I'll know. That I'm a former intelligence and analyst. Then I'll know. Maybe you know. Maybe the first year there are a lot of kids, but the second year, after not having you as a coach and you bringing your unique flair that you have for it uh, to the table, it will be interesting part to of see that would how many me... of them stick around for it. You know, part of that would because re- running is hard. It would. It is. It would really make me sad after you know six years of building this thing, and it's been almost year round between track and cross country and summer racing club and going in and working with runners in the winter on hurdles and throwing and everything. Um, if it all fell apart, I'd be heartbroken, hmm. but I also don't know who's going to continue it on. Um, I mean, they'll, they'll find a coach if I don't come back, but to really invest and throw themselves at it, it's going to be tough. Like a lot of times they're like for their other programs, like, well, we need somebody to do what you do. And they've been trying to cherry pick, different aspects of what I do. Hmm. And it's like, no, it's not this thing or that thing. It's a package. All the components work together. There's thought that went into this. Uh, I've had a few parents try to explain my program to me. Like it's an accident that it works. Um, I think I talked about this on one of the episodes where we talked about coaching and I was just like, really? You don't say, wow, it's amazing how that all came together. But it's, uh, yeah. I mean, like I said, I mean, the, the actual decision will come. Uh, not while we're doing a flight of whiskey and seltzers from founders Mm -hmm. (laughs) and not Mm -hmm. on the eve of the state finals. But if you really were to put me on the spot, um, I'd have to say that this is probably it for me at this school. And I absolutely love coaching track and cross country. And if a position at another school opened up, I probably would jump at it. Uh, One that didn't, wasn't so deeply offended that my kids went to a different, school a public school mm-hmm. uh, a decision that we had to make in the best interest of our children because there was services not being offered at the school they were at yeah and or they weren't teaching in a format that was not Abilities. optimal for the learning uh style of our children yeah yeah so uh and i've kind of i mean part of me's uh known that i might walk away after the end of the season because you know hell i put that out there how many episodes ago on the podcast? Yeah. I mean, it's been publicly available, though. I'm taking this one season at a time. Uh, but uh, part of me is like, okay, maybe I'll be with it. And maybe I'll do track. And maybe I'll do cross country next year. Um, and cross country is way more fun than track. I agree. Uh, track is a lot of work. It's but. a lot of hours, too. Like, track meets last forever. Yeah. And, I'm, and I am, if you haven't listened to these before, I am the only coach I do. For track, I do boys and girls, mm-hmm. all 16 events. And mm-hmm. for cross country, I do 6th grade through 12th grade. Uh, it, for track, I do just high school, but then I oversee the middle school and I help out in training them, but I can't be two places at once. So I don't know. It's, it's kind of sad. It's kind of a downer at the end of this episode. Um, but I don't know. We'll find out. I For now, I just want to enjoy tomorrow. And then I'm going to go eat some sushi with my wife. Like we do every time. And then I got to collect uniforms uh, next week and have an awards banquet. And then uh, I'll just sit back for a few weeks and see if I want to. Maybe get a little rest. Get a little rest. It hasn't a break been... from all of the dramatic things oh and my dramatic God, people listening. people that wound we've had up. all, all oh, season. Yeah. You know, it's one thing when it's the number one parents, the number one runner parents who are being drama queens. But when they're further back in the pack and they're being the. Number one, the top drama queens is like, just calm down a little bit, people. 
maybe it's like when you're when you give birth right after you have a baby you say i don't want to ever do this again this is the worst thing ever but like a few months later you don't really remember all the sucky parts you remember that was so magical and then i wound up with a baby i totally want to do it again it's not it's not the actual coaching it's not the kids uh i love working with the kids i love the coaching i love the running around i i don't mind the crazy schedules i don't mind the short shorts and freezing my butt off and (laughs) any of that the michigan weather uh it's and there's so many parents you work with but if you have like five amazing parents and one shitty one all you remember is the one that made your life miserable yeah you could have 10 amazing parents that are just above and beyond amazing you have one one and that's the one that just made your life miserable and you got to think what the hell am i doing when you've got you know you go into this and you've got the faculty and staff who do a survey and the school board basically puts out there on a a zoom meeting with the whole school community of your sports going, they don't want sports to exist this season because of COVID they're terrified. 75% said no. I mean, it's a legit concern. It's a legit concern, but you already go into it knowing they don't want me here. Yeah. But they don't want anybody else there either. So it's not just you. But then you also look around and like they put us through hell but now they're playing bas- middle schools already playing basketball games against other schools in the gym. Yeah, that I, that does raise some questions. You know, or they put us through hell with the mask thing where we had six policy changes in 7 days. We got our last policy change the day before middle school track started and they oh yeah, they have middle school track kids. Uh they have their kids play middle school basketball. Hmm. So it kind of makes you think, oh, whatever. But like this whole thing, like even the pepper alley. Girls basketball or boys? Boys. boys. Uh, amateur hour. It's just amateur hour. And nobody wants to talk and have, you know, consensus of the minds and get all the stakeholders in the process together. It's just, we're the most informed and we're going to do it. Like you guys have no clue. It's frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. It is. But and heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. Maybe, and if I'm not coaching a team, maybe I'll just do my coaching via the podcast to whoever wants, needs a coach, needs to hear those inspiring words. Um, Hopefully they're not completely depressed by, you know, me here going, I don't know. (laughs) It's hard. I mean, this has been six years of my life, like nonstop that uh, I've thrown into coaching at this school. And um, thinking that, uh, not knowing, I, I honestly don't know myself um, if th- this is it, if this is going to be my last meet at the school or what. Well, at least your last meet is at state because not everybody gets to go and with that's a, amazing. And you a, actually get to take a team this time. A team. And that's so cool. All my other trips, it was just groups of individuals. Mm-hmm. Which is also amazing. It's great. But and you know, I've never taken a team before. The last runner it's I'll have be so much fun. The last runner I'll have cross the finish line mm-hmm. will be one that's been a joy to work with since she was a sixth grader. Sweet. Um, and it's kind of a full circle thing because her um, her grandmother was my Cub Scout leader. Yeah, and she did she did a lot and gave a lot to us. I mean, she gave a lot to the school too, but she gave a lot to our group. So to kind of not only give back to the school through this whole thing, but also that's the last one across the finish line because she's the only girl in the girls' races after the boys. Um, that's like, as we say in behavior analysis, a lot gives you the warm fuzzies. It definitely does. Um, so, yeah, 
if if this is the last one, there's definitely some warm fuzzies. And, um, you know, like I said, it's it's in a better place than I found it. And it's set up for success for whoever goes next that if they can't succeed, boy, they suck. <laughs> I'm sorry. It is like you should be able to take what I've built here and run with it and dominate for a while. Yeah, you should have at least three years. At least three years, if not more, because that middle school pipeline's in good shape too. Mm. But maybe I'll be back. Maybe I won't. I don't know. Anyway, um, I want to have some more of this grapefruit stuff. Okay. I've had some more lime. Yeah. We've kind of gone around around on this, but um, we got to talk about the Red Arrow Challenge. <gasps> yes, we do. The Red Arrow Challenge is our multidisciplinary uh, race competition we do. Uh, we've tweaked it a little bit, but like uh, the definitions for all the different uh, sports you can compete in, as well as our composite points, are all in episode three. We have tweaked it because since then, then you used to have to sign up and pay for it. Now it's just free. Mm-hmm. Go to our link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E uh, slash Red Arrow HW. Uh, has everything there. You can get links to listen to our podcast, but also uh, how to get a username for the Red Arrow Challenge and enter your uh, your totals. It's all right there. You also can find it. That's actually the link right off of our Instagram page. We give kudos to the champions every week. We used to post the full totals, but we've been swamped because it's been cross-country and COVID and everything. <laughs> so really now it's just like kudos to the champions. Maybe we'll get back to doing the full leaderboards again. Mm-hmm. But for the most recent week, our champions are... Swimming! Uh, nobody in Ooh. any age category, because it's freaking November and none of the indoor pools are open, so I guess. So to be fair, I did see a friend's kid in a picture in the lake from today, because it was freaking 75 degrees outside in November in Michigan. Yeah, but this but was last week when it was... kid was not swimming, so... But it's cold. <laughs> That's true, last week sucked. Running! Nine and under, easy E. Ten to nineteen, Soleil. Twenty to twenty-nine, Lexi. Thirty to thirty-nine, Wildcat. Forty to forty-nine, Coach T. Fifty to fifty-nine, A.R. Miller. Nobody older than that. And out of our featured members, which are you and me, me. <laughs> Walking. Nine and under, Yellow Ninja. Ten to nineteen, Soleil. Twenty to twenty-nine, Smytha. Thirty to thirty-nine, Mrs. Coach. Forty to forty-nine, Venomia. Fifty to fifty-nine, A.R. Miller. Sixty to sixty-nine, Kilogram Mill. Nobody older than that. And out of our feature members, you. Ooh. Hold on. I need to pour some more of this grapefruit stuff. <laughs> it is. It's tasty. It's tasty. It's yummy. This would be good in the summer, like sitting by the pool. Biking on road. Not a lot of these, but 20 to 29, H. Kaner 305, and 30 to 39, Cyclopath. Hmm. Biking off road. 20 to 29, Smythe and Super Mario Tide. And then way down for 50 to 59, A.R. Miller. Sit down paddling. 20 to 29, Gator Boy. Gator Boy. Stand up paddling. 20 to 29, H. Kaner 305. And 60 to 69, Kilogram Hill. Cross country skiing. It's the usual suspects of 40 to 49, L. Tiburon 95. And 50 to 59, Big Juan 64. Skating. 20 to 29, the champion was Lexi. 40 to 49, Coach T was on top, and out of our featured members, it was me. <laughs> Hockey. 
Nine and under, Yellow Ninja. Ten to nineteen, Soleil. Twenty to twenty-nine, Lexi. Thirty to thirty-nine, Wildcat. Forty to forty-nine, Coach T. And out of our featured members, me. Points. Out of the composite points, nine and under it was Yellow Ninja. Ten to nineteen, Soleil was the champion. Twenty to twenty-nine, Lexi. Thirty to thirty-nine, Wildcat. Forty to forty-nine, Coach T. Fifty to fifty-nine, Ar Miller. Sixty to sixty-nine, Kilogram Ill. No one older than that. And out of our featured members, I beat you. Not surprising yeah. at all. So again, that is free to participate in. We'd love to have the more the merrier. We jump in. Let's do it. Go to our Instagram account. Find our link tree page. You can either use the URL I mentioned or just go to our Instagram account. It, the link's right in the bio. Create a username, start recording, and put in your totals. Oh, that was a big young Jessica. It's really late. It's late. I still have to pack for state. We still got to finish packing our kids. The kids have hockey games Jesus tomorrow. Christ, we're not done with this. No. But Good the podcast are packing. Both. Well, okay. <laughs> Come on. You'll pa- have to cut all of this out. The night before a race, us packing at like two in the morning. What would yeah, be different? I don't than really want to do that. The night before I regionals, I was up, up to five o'clock in the morning now. Oh so. my God. Night before regionals, I was up to two thirty because you were quarantined in the basement. The kids had hockey. My parents were running back and forth. Luckily, uh, kid number one is old enough to babysit. And um, at one point, my my dad was just hanging out when kid one had hockey. But like all the instructions for them to make lunch were laid out on the fridge, written out in Sharpie. And I stayed up making all the ingredients for for, uh, chili, packaged them up so that kid one could dump them all in the crock pot and just get it going. Mm Mm-hmm. And then forgot that we didn't have cornbread mix for her to make cornbread. It's not a big deal. It's all right. I made uh, the chili turned out amazing, and I made cheesy biscuits. They're supposed to be Those the cheddar were garlic really biscuits. Good, because we had pancake mix, but we didn't have any cheddar. We just had mozzarella, and we didn't have any garlic. So I did Italian seasoning, and somehow they worked out. Uh, but yes, let's get packed. Well, for now. This was another episode of the Red Arrow Health and Wellness Podcast. Check us out. We drop episodes every Monday. But for now, Jessica, this was fun. Loads of fun. Yeah. Tomorrow, we have sake. Nah. Just sushi. No sake. Well, or maybe there's some Japanese whiskey we can have there. Interesting. Yeah. I'm sure they have some. Oh, you know what? They have super fun fruity drinks there. I forgot about that. Yes. You know, you and I might end up Dink, in a... it just got a we, lot you better and I for me might tomorrow. But he'd end up in a hotel in Jackson anyway. No, that's... No, we're not doing that. No hotels. All right. Too scary. Well, one of us has got to drive, so we'll see which one of us is Damn not it. having as much fun. Mm. Yeah. It'll probably be me. Oh. All right. Well, it's this has been fun. It has been fun. And we'll talk about that next week. For sure. All right. For now, though. Bye. Bye. Bye.